Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. And welcome back to another podcast. We are on episode 213, season five, and this episode is Positivity Power. And as a leader, it's important for you to be positive. We're always talking about a positive culture and what that means And as a leader, you exemplify what you want your staff to become and you want your school or organization to become. Uh, I'd like to share a little bit from The Power of Positive Leadership by John Gordon. We've used that book before, an excellent book. Um, He says, your most important job, your most important job as a leader is to drive the culture and not just any culture. You must create a positive culture that energizes and encourages people, fosters connected relationships and great teamwork empowers and enables people to learn and grow and provides an opportunity for people to do their best work. Culture is not just one thing, it's everything. Uh, An example he gives is uh, talking about his Energy Bus book, which I've used with staff and with uh, students, and I've done both and uh, promoted them and talked about them and taught them throughout buildings, and they've worked really well. And the example he gave was uh, principles he spoke to and uh, how some leaders just handed out the book and then by the end of the year nothing had changed and they said it didn't work for them and then the ones that actually used it uh, to review some of the concepts in the book and talked about them and discussed them and promoted them throughout their building had some positive changes in their culture uh, and he was talking about the importance of having the right people deriving the bus and in uh, most respects he talked about the leader Uh, driving that culture Uh, and then he talked about uh, positively contagious as a leader the energy you put into your team and culture determines the quality of it and then he goes into the research of heart math and we've talked about that before from the heart math institute and it shows that when you have a feeling in your heart it goes to every cell of your body then outward and people up to 10 feet away can sense the feelings transmitted by your heart This means each and every day you are broadcasting to your team how you feel. You are broadcasting either negative energy or positive energy, apathy or passion, indifferences or purpose. Uh, An important concept, and I'm going to share share a little more about that pretty soon, but I actually used a lot of stuff from HeartMath and used it with students and taught them ways to uh, de-escalate their behavior and control their emotions through controlling their breathing and their heart. And then we've talked about the yoga breathing and box breathing too for controlling stress on our show before as a leader and how important those can be. And that's another part of heart math or the heart breathing and techniques to uh, bring a calm and uh, serenity to yourself. I want to share something from the Positivity book, and it's uh, by Barbara L. Fredrickson, Ph.D., and it was, uh, I think, a 2009 book. It's a good book, though, and it has uh, top-notch research, reveals the upward spiral that will change your life. It's on positivity, and share some different things from this uh, that I think will hit the spot, especially for a leader and a principal working with a building right now. Bounce Back from Life's Challenges was the name of this chapter. Bad things happen to all of us. When they do, many of us crumble or grumble, but others bounce right back to face the world again, often even stronger than before. Have you ever wondered what makes the difference? Many my studies suggest that positivity is perhaps the best-kept secret of people who, against all odds, keep on bouncing back. 
Uh, and in this book, she gets into, uh, I think it's 10 different areas of positivity. Um, and I'll share briefly those areas uh, without going into too much detail. Um, and she says she doesn't use the term happiness. It's not in her top 10. She avoids, avoids this term because she feels it's murky and overused. Uh, although sometimes we use the word happy to refer to heartfelt positivity. Um, as in seeing you smile makes me happy. The same feeling is often better described by another more specific term. And then those terms that she lists are, uh, she calls them the 10 forms of a positivity. And the first one is joy, and then gratitude, and uh, serenity, and interest, and hope, and pride, and amusement, and inspiration, and awe, and the last one uh, that she accents is love. And those are the 10 areas of positivity. Uh, and she goes into detail on each one. I might, maybe I'll share a little bit on each one uh, just to get the point across. Uh, uh, joy, I'll give you a, a short excerpts from some of these little sections here. Joy feels bright and light. Colors seem more vivid. There's a spring in your step and your face lights up with a smile and an inner glow. You feel like taking it all in. You feel playful. You want to jump in and get involved. What brings you joy? Uh, next one is gratitude, and we've talked about gratitude on the show before, and we've talked about how uh, uh, many, uh, like John uh, Gordon, which we shared from before, has uh, talks about uh, the gratitude, attitude of gratitude, and uh, the more you are grateful, the less uh, things seem uh, insurmountable, because uh, that gratitude brings you back down and kind of centers you and you can be grateful for a lot of different things, which kind of put things into perspective for you as well. Uh, in her book on positivity, uh, Barbara Fredrickson says, Gratitude opens your heart and carries the urge to give back, to do something good in return, either for the person who helped you or for someone else. Gratitude, though, has an evil twin, indebtedness. If you feel you have to pay someone back, then you're not feeling grateful. You're feeling indebted, which often feels distinctly unpleasant. Uh, and then she's shown the flip side of that. Uh, it's truly a pleasant feeling intermixed with joy and heartfelt appreciation. And gratitude doesn't play by the rules. Um, uh, let's see here. And then she just talks about uh, being grateful for things. And what was the last time you felt grateful? Uh, not polite or indebted, but truly grateful for what you have. And openly grateful, she says. And then that next area of her 10 areas of positivity is serenity. Um, and she says serenity enters your surroundings uh, that are safe and familiar and require little effort on your part. Um, unlike serenity, joy, uh, serenity is much more low-key than joy. Uh, it's when you let that long, luxurious sigh because your current circumstances are so comfortable and so right. It's when you lie back in a shaded hammock after a day of strenuous and rewarding work in your garden. And she gives some other examples. Serenity makes you want to sit back and soak it in. It's a mindful state that carries the urge to savor your current circumstances and find, find ways to integrate them into your life more fully. Uh, I think everybody's looking for more serenity. And then the other aspect of positivity is interest. Uh, it's when you uncover a new set of challenges that allow you to build your skills, whether it's cooking, bridge, or dancing. 
it's that fascinating new book that awakens you to new ideas. And as leaders, uh, the more I read and the more I look at different things, I get awakened to different ideas and a lot of different areas. And I have a lot of different areas of interest in my life, and I hope you do too, because that keeps you going as well, as she states. And the next area is hope. Uh, hope comes into play when your circumstances are dire, things are not going well for you, or there's considerable uncertainty about how things will turn out. Hope in a desperate situation like these is fearing the worst but yearning for better. And I think that's an important uh, belief to have, especially if your school is struggling and trying to move forward. Uh, the high poverty building I was in, uh, we had a lot of hope and we developed hope for the students and continued to show growth and that actually brought everyone together. And uh, this next statement is a good statement too. It says, deep within the core of hope is the belief that things can change. No matter how awful or uncertain they are at the moment, things can turn out better. Possibilities exist. Hope sustains you. It keeps you from collapsing into despair. It motivates you to tap into your own capabilities and inventiveness to turn things around it inspires you to plan for a better future and as leaders that's what we're always trying to do is strive for a better future uh, the other area of positivity she gives is pride and she says these are not just any achievements but socially valued ones uh, that develop the sense of pride uh, we sense at a deep level that our actions will be valued by others that is what makes pride a self-conscious emotion. Unless you're a so sociopath, you're acutely aware of how your actions, good and bad, can be perceived by others. Uh, I would even add that to your emotional intelligence of being able to understand people and uh, what they need and where they're coming from and how your actions affect theirs. Uh, amusement is the next area she lists. And amusement is social, although at times we laugh alone, those laughs are not only pale renditions of the laughter we share with another. In fact, like yawns, laughter is highly contagious. Second, uh, surprises are only amusing if they are embedded within safe contexts, not if they are dangerous or threatening. Uh, heartfelt amusement brings the irresponsible urge to laugh and share your jo joviality with others. Shared laughter signals that you find your current situation to be safe and lighthearted, and that you'd like to use this blessed time to build connections with others. When was the last time you laughed? And I know I've used an example on the show that when I took over one of the buildings I was at, uh, there was a highly stressed building in a high poverty area that uh, when I laughed once over the intercom the first time, they, they said they haven't heard laughter in a while. So it was something that was not common, and hopefully you're laughing with your staff and enjoying laughter and a uh, good sense of humor. Uh, can keep everybody alive in that hope and that moving forward in positivity. Another area she lists is inspiration. You transcend the ordinary, seeing better possibilities that uh, use better possibilities than usual. Witnessing human nature at its very best can inspire and uplift you. Uh, we all know what inspiration is, of course. Uh, and that was the was that the final area. No, that wasn't the final area, was it? Yes, uh, we have uh, two more. One was awe, and awe makes you uh, stop in your tracks. You are momentarily transfixed, boundaries melt away, and you feel a part of something larger than yourself. Uh, that could also be our visions for our buildings and our visions as leaders. Uh, it's bigger than ourselves, and you feel a part of it, and bringing your staff into that can help them 
uh, develop more positivity too. Mentally, you're challenged to absorb and accommodate the sheer scale of what you've encountered. That's that awe. Uh, let's see here. And then the last one uh, is love. And she says there's a reason love is called a many splendored things thing. It is not a single kind of positivity. It's all of the above, encompassing joy, gratitude, serenity, interest, hope, pride, amusement, inspiration, and awe. What transformed these other forms of positivity into love is their context. When these good feelings stir our hearts within a safe, often close relationship, we call it love. Uh, important concepts. Uh, and then uh, she also gets to into thinking makes it so. And I've talked about many times on the show where I've had all kinds of circumstances uh, with my leadership teams and working with others in my buildings where we've had all kinds of uh, negative situations and crisis appear. And I always looked for the positive in those and even had my counselor once say, that's why you're the principal because you see the positive in this uh, when some of us don't. And that is an important point. And uh, she says, thinking makes it so as well in a chapter. Uh, she says, yet in all cases, positivity is fragile. Whether it's a moment of joy, serenity, or inspiration, it can be squashed in the flash of an eye or in the firing of a few neurons. And she gives some examples. And uh, and she says, my point is that whether you experience positivity or not depends vitally on how you think. Positive emotions, like all emotions, arise from how you interpret events and ideas as they unfold. And that's what I was just explaining as well. Uh, they depend on whether you allow yourself to take a moment to find the good and on whether once you've found it, you pump that goodness up and let it grow. Uh, and I think that's an important point too because you can fall into a spiral and it can get uh, increasing. You have, I know you've noticed if something happens to you negative, I've had that same thing. Sometimes you can fall into that spiral where the next thing happens and another thing happens and you tend to spiral down and the negatives keep happening. So this was an important point. They depend on whether you allow yourself to take a moment to find the good and on whether you, once you've found it, you pump that goodness up and let it grow. This dependence on thinking is what makes positivity so fragile. Our minds can be overstuffed with worries, doubts, and demands. Add to this the nearly continuous drip of media messages we take in from our televisions, radios, iPods, billboards, uh, phones, etc., no wonder we often have, don't have space in our heads to focus on others. Celebrate silliness, see the extraordinary right under our noses, or let our dreams grow big. People who enjoy the sweet fruits of positivity in their lives intuitively understand this simple truth. We all have the power to turn positivity on and off for ourselves. Uh, experiment with this. Turn positivity on right now. Take a moment to notice your physical surroundings, whether you are in a living room, dorm room, or bathroom, or in the bus, subway, or train, and ask yourself, what's right about my current circumstances? What makes me lucky to be here? What aspect of my current circumstances might I view as a gift to be treasured? How does it benefit me or others? Taking time to think in this manner can ignite the inner glow of gratitude that enlivens your eyes and softens your face with a smile however faint. Uh, and I think that's an excellent point. And as a leader, it's hard to stay positive, but it's important for us to stay positive and model this positivity. And uh, she does get into the importance of not uh, staying positive in terms of a Pollyanna 
and being able to discuss issues and being able to have disagreements openly in teams. And I'd like to discuss that a little more next time and also talk about the positivity ratio because we've uh, discussed that a lot with students in that four to one, uh, giving positives to negatives in our positive behavior intervention supports and the importance of using positivity of a leader and how it can help affect our culture. So as always, I'd like to end with a quote. And our quote this evening is, never talk defeat. We um, use words like hope, belief, faith, and victory. And that was Norman Vincent Peale. Never talk defeat. Use words like hope, belief, faith, and victory. Wise words from Norman Vincent Peale. So as always, keep promoting effective leadership through productive culture changes. And until next time, let's remember to stay positive. been listening to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAnderson Consulting.com.